Uh, welcome to this Laura in Sport podcast with me, Sean Cotchall, the founder and CEO of Laura in Sport. I am in Dublin today and I'm attending the inaugural Sports Law Bar Association Conference of 2018, uh, put together by the Irish Bar Sports Law Association. I'm joined by two of its founding members, Tim O'Connor and Robert McTurnahan. Uh, they just give me a nod because I got his name right, as, as many of the listeners will appreciate. It's one of the things I struggle with is, is uh, people's surnames. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to speak. Thanks, Thanks for Sean. coming. I know that you've been rushing around, uh, and I appreciate how busy it can be trying to organise events. So congratulations to put it together. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you. Can you, thank you. talk about the association, how it came about, and then how this conference uh, was put together and what the objective is? Well... To some extent, you had a role in this because the the genesis of a lot of this is from the Law and Sport Conference. Um, two years ago, the last one in Twickenham, a bunch of Irish sports lawyers got together and we were there grumbling and moaning about the fact that there were so many Irish sports lawyers there. There's, and a lot seen, Irish there's an awful lot of Irish sports lawyers. Um, anyone who goes to any event suddenly sees that we're everywhere. And... We're grumbling and moaning that we must do something about it. So unusually, we actually went and did it. And the first step in that was the Sports Law Diploma over in the Law Society, which you lecture on, Robert lectures on, and I lecture on. From that, um, Robert and I just got chatting about... Yeah, one day in the library. One day in the law library, um, about what the next step was. And we decided that professionalisation was the next step that what we needed to do for our own half of the profession was to make something more formal and there's a big push in the the Irish Bar at the moment to have specialist bar associations so there's a specialist EU bar association there's the specialist property bar association and we decided the logical next step was to have a specialist sports law bar association and the bar council have been hugely supportive of us um, they've given us massive organisational support, massive support in terms of spreading the word, and also massive support from very senior members of it, such as the... Um, so, you know, we've had the chairman of the Bar Council as our head, and um, with the for- former chairman of the Bar Council, David Barneville, who we as our inaugural head, who we rapidly promoted to being a High Court judge and who's chairing for us today. So... I think yeah. we've shown that sports law is the route to the yeah. top. <laughs> Tim came up to me in the library and asked me to draft the constitution of the sports law bar, which was not the easiest of tasks, but we only incorporated last July in the 4th. Um, and just in saying the amount of people interested in the whole island, both in the northern bar and here in the southern bar, has just been phenomenal. Um, the last two weeks, my email just hasn't stopped in relation when they saw the first conference. And then when Tim finally was able to announce Dr. Ross Tucker, it, the interest was just phenomenal. And um, so, well, one, congratulations. Um, I think I like the approach you've taken for the reason that I would implore many other people around the world. So, you know, as you guys know, and you've, obviously you've attended the conferences, events, you know about law and sport. Um, we've got an international membership base. We've got you know just colleagues in the space, and I always get requests from people from let's say less uh, developed markets than the UK, in particular because of the Premier League and, the, and how we got the, the the sort of sports structure funded. 
um, saying, what can we do? There are opportunities. And the first thing I think is like, set up an association. Get the people who are like-minded. You know, If you look at the British Association for Sport and Law, look at the very successful Sports Lawyers Association in America. Yeah. In particular, and then you've got Anzalo in Australia, and New Zealand. You know what? How they how they all came about was getting a, the, the the keen people together. Yeah, to start, I've actually been a member of Basel for about six years now, and I've wrote a few journal articles for them, and that was just taking a model sort of similar to that, and bringing it down in relation to the barrister profession here in Ireland, and with Tim's help. Uh, David Barneville and Paul McGarry it just took off and, last year and what's your um, one thing I'm always interested in one of my minor areas where I feel that sometimes associations can suffer is uh, is that they're not always entirely clear on what their objectives are uh, what are your objectives with the uh, association well we have very all the sport all the special bar associations have they've um, roles both raising awareness of it as a wider issue so we've been very much engaging with the media um, to get the awareness that when sports law issues come up or sports disciplinary issues or issues about relating to this because there's been a lot recently about things like concussion has been in the news doping disciplinary all these come up yeah. particularly on the six nations every year so the big issues that we have there are specialists that people who know this and can give you the detail that where people come to so there's that edu- there's that awareness issue there's education for members and for just people generally, just to get people aware of the issues in sports law. The you know yourself trying to explain some of the stuff, get people over the initial. There's so much, but I, I don't know where to start. Fear factor can be a big thing. So breaking. And also, down. some of it is very unclear. And any area of law is going. There's going to be areas that aren't clear, and any area of law when you're expert or familiar with it you tend to speak in acronyms you do the shortcuts that we yeah. all do as professionals yeah. and I thought and it can I, be I, very I thought I was an exception to that and I found myself doing it the other day and someone <laughs> had to step in I thought oh no I oh, know it's happened it, it's <laughs> universal because it, you just get used to it and there's also the setting up event running events like this and providing resources yeah. and also really just an all-island organization yeah. in relation to sports law that deals with national and international um, levels in relation to sports law we have members in here that are a CAS have been lead counsel at CAS a member of our executive committee is currently a, over a CAS and he would be the lead prosecutor in relation to that so it's just drawing all that expertise and bringing it into a, a, a I think I think I, sorry to interrupt. I agree. I think it's fantastic, and, I, and again, I, I just implore people to think the same because I think you know sometimes they can get anchored over there's like us, like law in sport. We're not there to fix domestic problems. We're there to knowledge share globally uh, and help people and assist organisations like such as yourselves. Exactly. So uh, when, when I did that piece for you at the start of the year, what like the last couple of yeah. years of what do you think would be the main legal issues within the UK yeah. and Ireland? As soon as that goes out on your website, my email just gets absolutely hammered just you know people going thanks very much would you be free to do yeah. this event would you be able to do talk please to hear that <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, good. No. No, that's good but i also think that the the um what can get often overlooked though is that that you know 
people look further afield sometimes rather than and I remember funny enough when I was uh, lecturing for the um, which I'm sure was to do with you Tim who get me introduced to Claire and, and coming over to the Law Society it was a real honour and, and, uh, and a joy to be part of that you know education is something that I mm. think is so so important I think we upskill the market we improve yeah, exactly. the professionalism in sport everyone wins right Because yeah. particularly in the legal market because they need more lawyers it's quite simple sort of theology but the um, the uh, I'm not sure if theology is the right word but anyway uh, the um, uh, the one thing that struck me was some of the questions from the floor from like, I don't know about thirty on the on the course this year, and they went. But you're talking about all these different other areas, America. You're talking about the UK. What about us in Ireland? What's, what opportunities have we got? And I said, don't overlook. I'm not sure if this is your view. Don't look overlook some of the opportunities that are there. Whether it's um, uh, hurling, whether it's rugby, whatever it is. Um, all the levels there's opportunity to upskill yourself to add some value even if it's just helping out with some of the issues around concussion or, yeah of or course even our chairman our chairman and myself have been in contact with solicitors trying to set up an anti-doping pro bono panel Fantastic. for athletes that don't even you know they can't afford representation they probably don't even know often they're, 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 they're exactly even, they're even under the some of the uh, feedback we'd received was that they'd been turning up you know to tribunals and didn't realise the formality of them and you know they were absolutely lame ducks sitting there you know they didn't have any representation didn't know what they had to do and unfortunately you know now the sport's getting amateur sport especially in Ireland is getting so professional mm. they need some sort of pro bono service and that's the next significant and, drive uh, and also there's the the point is that, that a lot of your members will probably be on some of the disciplinary panels right? exactly and I've, I've had the privilege of, of, of going to the one at the RFL and what I was pleasantly surprised about it was, I think I wrote to Peter, and I can't remember if we did a podcast on it now or not. I'll, I'll have a look. But the uh, one thing I was pleasantly surprised, and I've heard this a lot, was uh, you know there were former judges in particular, but they helped guide the player and the coach through the process. Yeah. And so again, that's part of having an established dispute resolution mechanism within your sport disciplinary structure, uh, in which the, those members are again being trained <laughs> and being educated, and also that the administrators understand the importance of that, that they get better outcomes. Yeah, the Northern Irish uh, Football Association have asked me to do a review in relation to underage football in Northern Ireland, and at the minute I am uh, doing that review in relation to you know concussion in kids heading the ball. Yeah. Um, they've looked, asked me to look at their governance structure, and as part of that, at the end of it, one I, one area they've already identified is that I'm going to provide free disciplinary tribunal training to um, the IFA in relation to how to conduct a tribunal. Great. So this yeah. is this is so I'm, I'm really I'm, I, was, I was pleased uh, to see this. I'm pleased to be here for a start. And by the way, what a fantastic building we're in. I'm not sure how what what this forms part of. But it's uh, basically like if this was in London, this would be in a kind of a trendy part of London where there's a lot of brickwork about. We're in a uh, in a rooftop with uh, lots of. Uh, windows. We're next light. door to the Jamison Distillery. Yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic. This is, in fact, known as the Distillery Building because there's a rehoused version. Oh. There's a rehoused element of the old distillery. Um, yeah, the Jamison family's house is now a commercial court. Yeah. Right. Uh, Which is an interesting. This is a new. Yeah. This is a new facility. The Bar of Ireland introduced last year. Um, it's the Morris Gaffney Room in tribute to one of our oldest practitioners who sadly passed away. It's state-of-the-art, and it's, as you can see, Sean, it's absolutely fantastic and for conferences like this. And I think you said this being all being filmed today as well, is that yeah. correct? So that would be great. So we can put a link to that on the podcast, so if people want to see the discussion, we'll put it on Law & Sport anyway. 
I presume it's free to access, or is it just to your members? Uh, well, no, no, our, our manly beauty is not something one likely puts on <laughs> film, you know. I wouldn't like to um, do that You like me, that's why I stick to audio yeah. for the time being. Um, um, you know, an awareness of one's element does, does help a bit. Yes. And so, um, before we cut off, because I know that um, I was delayed on my flight, so I apologise, I was I a was slightly rushed interview uh, than normal. We've only got a couple of minutes before uh, the speakers come in. Uh, can you just quickly give us an overview of, of what's going to be discussed today and, and yeah, why those are the, the important issues of the day? Well, Ross Tucker is going to be talking really about concussion and evidence-based changes in sport, in the rules in sport, particularly in rugby. He was one of the main people dealing with the rewriting of the laws of rugby to be more user-friendly but also in relation to the changes in relation to the high tackle law, to keep the essence of the game safe, essence of the game there while also making it safer. So that's been that's quite topical at the moment because Manu Langi before Christmas, um, Gabby Lovelavo of Wasps well this last even yesterday, and even this morning Scott Higginbottom being sent off in super, for the Reds for Super Rugby because of the zero tolerance on foul play and the instance and how law changes are driven by data. I'll be talking about concussion in Irish sport and the reasons how, why there, there need to be these changes, which is linked to that, but also because concussion in combat sports, contact sports, and in fact all sports, even non-contact sports. So for instance, Mark Cavendish yesterday in the peloton um, in the Tour of Man came off and was concussed. Mm. And that's one of the first times you've seen so that with the helmet, so that awareness is there. And then Louisa Riley will be, who's one of the leading lights in cast, we're talking about anti-doping, yeah. because that's been quite an issue about the nature, the extent, and of course with the Winter Olympics at the moment, the ongoing saga. Um, From Russia to be and curling. Tactful. <laughs> well, funny, we have, uh, I'm doing a, uh, um, an interview with Jack Anderson next week, doing a podcast with Jack Anderson partly on some of the issues around the cash structure yeah. and doping and conflicts and, and so forth. So yeah. that'd be quite interesting. I'm trying to get James Segan, who wrote a great piece for us on the... Yeah, the, yeah the, I mean, I think he's probably one of the most articulate people on that point. I think he really yeah. has got a good overview. And in fact, it may form a key part of our conference this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I know your time. I can't wait to talk about concussion and combat sports. It's my pet topic, as, as you probably know. Like, that's my <laughs> my thing. Like, basically, we we do current, end, please. Yeah, yeah. Current, <laughs> I'll, I'll sum it up as the current situation is ridiculous. Um, but the, uh, I really look forward to hearing your 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 um, uh, analysis of that. Thanks, John. Rob, awesome. Tim, awesome. Fantastic work. I'd love to see these practitioners getting their hands stuck in and setting it up like you know many other people have done around the world. I'm sure it's going to be a huge success. Um, thanks for your time. Cheers. And thanks for John.